and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pot of the Everyman, The Two Beers Podcast, Jordan and Drew slinging it on the reel, doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our backs, just to make it fair, on all the other podcasts trying to put out content here on Thanksgiving week, episode 162, Drew, what's up, man? What's the matter? Oh, oh man, I've been been sleeping since since Thursday night after the fights. What are we? We up now? We up and going? Podcast time? Podcast time? Oh God, I fell asleep still again. So asleep from those fights, huh? Eh? Oh ye, man! Yikes! Got me in a four night slumber. I kid, I kid. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. Well, Turkey week, fight week. I guess it's assume. Position. Birds, birds cooked uh, cooked some Chiefs last night. Let's ride. Let's Position fly. for the world famous two brew salute. And, and a three. three. And, and a two. two. And, uh, and a I got a I got a corny like the the cat the what do you call it the the twist offs. Oh, the twist off. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, see, I don't if have you, a... see if you can get my bottle in here. Maybe that came out. And here, wait, I'm, I'm pouring it in a glass, so maybe you'll get some cursed slug. Love that, love that. Maybe not. All right, what do you got? Heineken Light, my friend. God, we, can, can you go to Joe Canals and, like, get I need something? To. Actually, I should have, you know, I should have grabbed, I just, uh, it, they were out in my garage. I got a, I got your, Tori would be happy. I got a mango-flavored wheat ale. Yeah, you should do that. I should have. I should have. From Flying Fish Brewery. Let's pretend. Never mind. It wasn't a Heineken. I'm not drinking a Heineken Light. I'm drinking a mango, <laughs> mango flavored wheat ale from Flying Fish Brewery. Uh, well, I actually finished the decent beers that I had. Cool. So I was like, ah, I'm like you know, what what do I got just in, floating around the back of the fridge? Lo and behold, here we are, Thanksgiving week. And sure enough, I found from leftover from last year a mad elf. Mad elf, mad elf, mad elf. Let's get it going. Let's see how this tastes from last year. Mm, mm, just, just how it should. Oh yeah, yeah. This is gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right. Um, first order of business. Talking about the fights on the F1 weekend. Um, I rescored it, man. I, I, you know what was funny? I went back and listened to Navarrete versus Conceição. Yeah, I went back and listened to the pod again, and we we were we were both spot on for a fight. Like we were. I I thought the Conceição fight would be pretty competitive. For the most part, I think at one point the only takeaway I got from you was that he was going to quit on the t- quit on the stool. I thought uh, he was going to be on his bike running. I and, didn't. I, I did yeah. not think he was going to be challenging him in the center of the ring. Yeah, totally bike, shocked bike, me. Bike running and eventually quit on the stool, and 
then the main event we had complete polar opposite takes. So it very it interesting dynamic how we were we we both ca- kind of caught what we both we both missed one and, and hit one and we're so opposite on the spectrum. Usually we're pretty uh, aligned on some things, but yeah. Uh, so El Tamidor pod favorite uh, Manuel Navarrete, uh, Robinson Conceição fought in uh, which probably should have been the main event after in hindsight or in uh, yeah hindsight fifty fifty. Um, 2020. What a 2020, 50, 50, 60, 80, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what a fight. Fireworks from the get-go. You have, you know, Kinsaiso arguably sweeps the first three rounds, and then in true Navarrete fashion, he just keeps coming at you, and, man, just starts just started laying some hurt and bombs. And I, I'd i love to I'd love to feel a Navarrete punch. I mean, I know I say that and probably would regret it as soon as it happens, but he, he, he dropped Kinsaiso with what I thought was a pretty just, like, light combination I, I i watched it from three different angles i still i don't know if it was like an equilibrium shot did i just miss like him getting a little shot on the liver i, I don't know but he sends him down to the fourth um a lot of a lot of what i thought were swing rounds even though the punch stats might not have necessarily said that and then in the seventh, Navarrete gets another. I think it was the seventh or the eighth. Navarrete gets another knockdown. And I, I, you think there was? I think there was. I can't remember how much time was left in the round, but you thought there was enough that he he might actually get the get the stoppage. But man, Conceição just bit down, grinded, and kept totally bit down. I did not know he had that in him. I gotta say, yeah, kept like, kept go, yeah, kept going. Hats and, off uh, to you know, goes into the twelfth round and. I just surprisingly like I, I thought Navarrete took the twelfth off, um, and Kinsaiso was there. Kinsaiso, Kinsaiso easily. You know, we we talked about it. Um, we talked about this a few times about guys that we've seen who just don't want to get knocked out. Just you know, they're okay. You know, Colbert we used as an example last week where he was dancing around the ring that he survived and didn't get knocked out, even though he was you know thoroughly. Um, demolished by Hector Luis Garcia. I know that's not his name, but that's just what I'm saying. Um, I think that actually is his name. Is it? I thought that was the baseball player, Hector Luis Garcia. No. Jaime no. Garcia is that the baseball player? That's that's the baseball. That's player. the baseball player. Um, no man, he was he he knew it was his last shot, and he was he was he was gonna go out in the shield, man. He was gonna exchange sure if he was. got knocked. If he got knocked out, so be it. And uh, you know, we ended up with a majority draw. Uh, Navarrete takes uh, one scorecard, 114-112, and both other judges had it, 113-113. I scored it live on the judge pad, which I I just, I always love that app when I'm not doing the, uh, even when I'm doing, even when I'm doing the cards, and you did a great job for both fights, by the way. Um, I, I, on my first watch, I had it a draw, and I had it it scored exactly as the 113-113 judge, round by round. And, on the rewatch, I had it a draw. I had it one thirteen. Really? I had it a draw both times. Listen, I can say if you looked at the copy box, it looks like Conceição thoroughly outlanded Navarrete, and he did. Um, but I just thought, and I, again, I think we talked to you know when we had Kenobio on. You know, do these shots where they're just hitting arms and not really doing anything like do they count? And I feel like he said they do. Like yeah, like they're landed punches. Like I just thought a lot of Conceição's shots in those like swing rounds. Were just like I didn't think they were really getting through the guard. I, I thought they were more just like slaps at his arms. They just didn't have a lot, a lot on them. And wow. I get it, like if they're landing, they're landing, and they count, they count. But like when you look at Navarrete, just the shots he was landing, you could just see the impact they were making, and they weren't glazing shots. So like in a lot of those swing rounds, like I, I, you know, 
I had a Neverate, so and I'm getting I can say obviously because of the two knockdowns, I can say so winning more rounds. But like I, I think you had it one sixteen, one twelve, right? I think I had yeah, I think I had Kinsaiso up four. No, you had um, Kinsaiso winning comfortably, I think. I did I did. Um, um yeah, because this is the way I, I, I looked at it, round by round. It like Kinsaiso number one. Uh, how do I want to say this? Can say Sal, if he was going to beat Navarrete, he had to, one, not get on his bike. Number two, he had to stand in the center of the ring and take the fight to Navarrete. And he was going to have to somehow match Navarrete's volume because you knew Navarrete was going to come at him crazy. And Can say Sal was going to have to match that level of output. Not only did he match that level of output, he pretty much doubled it. He outlanded him by a hundred, not by a couple, like multiple. He was tripling him up in, in these quote unquote swing rounds. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very tempted to use the R word here. I'm very tempted I, to, to use I, the ro- robbery I, word. It was, <laughs> he, 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 every time Navarrete, nobody has ever done this to Navarrete. Nobody has ever stood up to Navarrete and matched and then pushed back and exceeded yeah. the level of output. Yeah, he Wilson, Wilson, the Wilson, level of output. Wilson, Wilson was the closest. Wilson closest. was the closest. Uh... Uh, no, nobody, and that was just a, a big shot. And Navarrete took, you know, didn't come into that fight prepared. A, a lot of different things. This was both guys. Like Navarrete was was prepared and was game and came at Conceição <laughs> hard. He came. He came at Conceição hard. And Kinsaiso answer, answered the bell, pushed back, and exceeded the output and landed. It's not like he was just like, oh, I'm just going to like come out and, and throw and not really land. He was landing combinations. He was – Navarrete was backing up for the first time in his career, multiple rounds. And I, I was just in shock that it was happening. Now, yes, Navarrete was landing the harder thuds for sure. He was landing the the bigger, the more damaging shots, and that's what ultimately got it to uh, uh, draw. But man, I'm when I'm sitting there and Kinsaiso's going, flurry of combinations, lands four, lands five. Uh, Navarrete comes back, lands two or three. Kinsaiso answers back, lands another five. Navarrete comes back, lands two or three. Conceso answers back, lands another five. Conce- uh, Navarrete comes back, lands three. It's like, yeah, you know what? That's how you triple somebody up in a round. And I'm like, look, I, I know that Navarrete came back with a couple of the harder shots in a given round. But every th- like when Conceso got hit hard, it's not like he backed away. Like He came back and answered with like three more. And I'm like, I give that round to Conceso. I just do. I know Navarrete had the had the more damaging shot, but Kinsaiso did not wilt and he did not back up. He just kept coming. I I was shocked, and I was also shocked that I was the only one that had Kinsaiso winning. Like, and 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 that gets kind of muddied with the with the double knockdown. But man, that just surprised me because I, I'm like I I score these things the same way every time. Like I'm not, and most of the time I'm right there with you know, the consensus. And that's why on this one, I was like, really? Like, and then you, sure enough, you look at the end, he outlanded him by a hundred punches. He, he, he threw 
way more punches. He outlanded him by 100, and he, he connected on a higher percentage. I don't know what the guy has to do to win other than find a way to not get knocked down. Uh, I mean, he I, – I, I just I, – I thought he won, um, and I love Navarrete, and I, I think these guys deserve to do – to me this felt like – kind of like um, – Charlo uh, Castagna a little bit like now so when they, when they come back for a rematch like Conceição has to do that again like wow like I don't even know like that kind of felt like a like a you know best night of his career kind of thing for me because I've never seen Conceição fight with that kind of grit and determination I don't know if he has that in him again but I, I you know I'd love I'd that that deserves a 100% rematch, and it was difficult to score simply because of the two knockdowns. And like to your, to your point, you're like, okay, you're seeing the volume, but like, what am I valuing right now? Like the big thudding shots or the volume? Yeah, and, and so like <laughs> it, it became tricky to score. So yeah, I and I don't. It. If you wanted to use the R word, man, like I I don't think it's crazy. Just again, it's based. Just looking at the copy box, I agree. And you know, it's, it, it's so funny because I think earlier in that day. I sent you a screenshot of um, the Floyd. Was it Castillo? Castillo fight. Castillo. Um, yeah, you, I forget. <laughs> and I, I was like, the the copy box was so outrageous for that fight. Um, good, good call. I, I I didn't realize that was the same day. Yeah, I think it was the same day. Uh, hang on. Yeah, I think it was, and it was where. You know, Floyd landed 66 punches and threw 151, and Castillo landed 173, landed 377, or threw and threw 377. I haven't watched that fight in a long time, and I was like, man, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and maybe score this fight. I, I don't know. I, I I agree. I think they they should have a rematch. I think Kinsaisal deserves that. Arguably, Kinsaisal has been robbed out of the title twice. I, I I was gonna say, you, you like if you're Kinsaisal, you got to be thinking. And that's why he was just kind of laughing after the fight. He, he and I, I like my heart was kind of ripped out for the guy because like, yeah, dude, he freaking beat uh, Valdez. Then uh, he goes and loses Shakur straight up, and then he comes and like, arguably beats Navarrete. I thought he won, and yet again, no, does not come home with the title. And like, yeah. And, and and people are commenting, oh, why does this guy keep getting title fights? It was like, I, I don't know. He arguably won two of them. And like, it's true. And he's an Olympian. Like, I, he's good. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I agree. And, and I mean, ha, and Navarrete, you know, didn't bitch or make excuses. He he respected the hell out of Kinsaisal. I love that he took the cowboy hat and put it on Kinsaisal. Yeah. That was that was great. Um, and Navarrete, true champion. Still love the guy. I mean, all heart, all grit. The hardest, the hardest test of his career that I remember seeing, other than you know being knocked down and all, all but KO'd, getting the benefit of the doubt on the count and getting back up and winning the fight. Other than that challenge, the grittiest. Uh, uh, there were some guys who Joette Gonzalez was a guy who fought him pretty gritty, right? Uh, a couple other guys, but. I mean, he dug deep, did what he had to do to retain the belt. Um, so, you know, his 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 career marches on. Um, I I I think Top Rank's going to be itching to go straight to Shakur, but man, I re, I I, I want to see this again. 
yeah, I, I, I can't argue with you, man. I feel like I feel like I I feel like my Navarrete bias, but it came in, it came into my scoring. I just I don't know. I agree. Uh, I, it was a fun fight, though, man. It's a fun fight. Yeah, and then we get fight. to Whew. a fight that was not so fun. Certainly was not. Uh, whew. Shakur Stevenson. Um, look, Shakur won the fight. Okay, uh, the scorecard when they said one fifteen, one thirteen, I was like, oh my god, what a this was this was like a, that was that was like a definite fuck you card. <laughs> That was a definite like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going to, re- we're not going to reward you for, uh, you know, just, just being defensive all night. Um, th- this, this almost, this almost beat, uh, or no, this did beat it or did it beat it? I don't know if they both beat, uh, beat it for total punches landed, landed, but, um, Casimiro and Rigandal, <laughs> yeah. uh, for punches landed, uh, there was, I think, less than a hundred total punches landed in this fight. It was an abomination. Um, this was wasn't like the sweet. Five. I'll find it. Yeah, this this wasn't like the definition of sweet science, um, and like typical stuff with like Shakur just being, you know, out there making people. They landed a hundred and five combined. Okay, hundred and five total. It was the fourth fourth lowest. Yeah, making people look silly. Um, he won the fight. I don't think it's debatable that he won the fight. I don't. I don't need to see a rematch, and I would not want to see a rematch. Um, similar, similar to the Casemiro Rigandale fight. I, I, am not giving. I'm not going to give um, uh, DeSantos a a pass for not being able to cut off a ring, even if it is Shakur Stevenson on the other side of it. Um, Shakur clearly was not interested in exchanging, but that doesn't mean that you can't. You know cut off the ring and try to try to exchange with him. Um, he landed some good shots you know, that you typically, I think you don't see Shakur get hit with, um, especially to the body, but you know, Shakur gets the win. He's a three weight champion. Uh, all I would say is this, I, you know, I don't think anybody, no, the only people that are calling Shakur overrated now are, you know, the anti top rank guys and the anti Bud Crawford. I'll call it the Bud Crawford gang, um, which is, you know, Bud, uh, Keyshawn and um, and Shakur, you know those guys. Uh, you know it was a bad night. Uh, the only thing that takes a hit is he, whether he likes it or not, his his actual negotiating power for a big payday in a mega fight takes a hit with that performance because he was getting booed out of the arena. They, it was in T-Mobile. I don't know what they did from. A, I couldn't really tell like if they had like seats blacked out. I'm sure they did. Um, what the ticket sales were, what the numbers were with the the race car weekend, but you know, again, he was booed out of the arena basically the entire time, and you know when that when that happens, like when when you go to it now now when 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 Devin Haney throws you a twenty five percent offer, like you don't have much room to stand on. Like you can you can decline it yourself because you're like, oh, I'm worth more than that, but you know that's that's like what you're gonna get because you didn't you you didn't put on a blockbuster show in a a showcase fight for you and the, again people that are like oh he's boxing on a thursday haha it's like who, who gives a shit when he's boxing like if people are gonna buy it and watch it like it, it's it's irrelevant like i don't i don't i, I much would have rather watch that than watch friggin uh you know the shit thursday night football um and he uh you know i, I clearly I, I, if he i guess i guess he was hurt you know that's what some of the reports say i just get annoyed today with athletes that 
think they're not making they, they come out with they no excuse say, I'm not no making no, no I'm a no excuse guy this this and this uh but you know wasn't at 100% like this the second he says I wasn't 100 at 100% like you've just made an excuse so that because every now every time when somebody comes on the on the you know the first thing you want people to think when they're evaluating the fight is oh well he was hurt so this is like why would this happen it's like you know just just say yeah had an off night you know we don't need to get into it and and move on um you know, it's no different than anybody else. Like, all these guys that are like, oh, we're no-excuse guys. And, and then he, again, like, he just goes, I don't understand why he, like, feels the need to go on these Twitter rants. Like, now, like, now, again, everybody praises this guy nonstop. Like, he, he gets nothing but praise, for again, from real boxing fans, not the not the fanboys of these other groups. These are, like, boxing cliques. You know, like, the Steve Kims, like, Kenobio, those guys, like, praise him to no end. And then, like, they criticize him one time because it's like, listen, like, that's you're as good as your last fight, like on from a, from a from a, a box office perspective, and then he goes off and you know like, ah ba ba ba, I got all good credit for this this. It's like dude, like for, just stay off Twitter, <laughs> just stay off Twitter, man. Like come on, man, you're not helping your case. Now he's leaking sparring videos of what he was planning to do to De Los Santos before he got hurt and messaging his what his you know leaking a DM about to his girlfriend or wife how he was how he was hurt. Like it's just a bad look, man. Just a bad look. I it was it was funny when I was on before this was the last couple of hours I saw some of that stuff on the internet and we were joking with our buddy Teddy about like the LeBron passive aggressive. So it just reminded me of that. I'm like, dude, just like it, it's just it's just unbecoming of a guy of your stature, Shakur. Like you you just don't need to do that shit, man. Like you know, flush flush the performance. If you were hurt, you were hurt, and just you know, go go on and dominate your next fight. That's all yeah. I. That's yeah. all I. That's all I got to say. It was like, it was disappointing. Um, look. I I kind of, I said at, in the podcast at the very end of our analysis I was like ah, I kind of think we see Nakatila Shakur and you were like okay um, you were you were bang on man good for you the well it's I don't want to be it, it's just, <laughs> you were bang you were right on though right on if here's so now it's a pattern right when, when somebody has power Shakur goes into his shell <laughs> ooh pardon and, me and just wins on points which is great when you have the skill to do that that's awesome the problem is that he is about to become a promotional free agent which that's why i think that's why he wants you know other than the greatness of bud crawford and andre ward i think that he is wants to show like hey like I'm a free agent, just like these guys. Like I, I'm, these guys are in big money fights. I'm, I'm the next big money guy. You can beat everyone on skill, but like it was, it was a glorified fencing match, is what you turned it into, and that doesn't sell pay per views. So, and neither does being a little bitch on Twitter. Like it just that doesn't sell pay per views, and so. You, you got to come up with something if you want to be the the big money guy. You got you got to come up with something other than winning a fencing match, which it's great skill. I mean, hell, go be the number one fencer. You know, it. it you, I just don't know. I mean, go go fifty and zero, go a hundred and zero. That doing that, that's great. I, 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 I can't like if he's gonna fight somebody like this. And then go charge ninety dollars or eighty dollars or a hundred dollars. I don't think I'm gonna buy it. Like I just I'm gonna do something else with my money. It's fair. So you know I 
I we'll see what happens next, but I uh, I'm not as excited. I, I, I mean, that's the question. I got to I, I got I to see it one more time. What do you do when you f- are fighting a big puncher? Like what if he goes and fights tank? What right do now, you want? If he goes and fights tank right now, that probably sets the record for lowest amount of punches <laughs> in 12 in 12. Well, and for tank cuz tank's got such low output as well. Tank is a low output. Yeah. And every time and Shakur, I'm pretty sure is going to be quick enough to like just again keep fencing and just get on his back foot and uh, I even I even tweeted live on guard touche and it's just you know it would be just see who could touch who could touch who um I I I don't I don't a lot a lot of damage was done in in a in a very easy victory to your point I think I had a 10-2 in ter- 10 rounds to I two. I thought that Santos won one one round I, yeah, and I gave him a second one. One, one, clear, one clear round, and if you... And yeah. The judges had it... Uh, for 116, seven, 112, seven, and then... 7, 5, and 8, 4, 8, 4. I'm like, yeah. I don't know where you get four rounds, let alone... Yeah. I mean, the only... Again, and this is similar to the never... Like, there was the, there was a round where... I don't... I think Shakur outlanded him by, like, two. But... But De Los Santos landed the best punch. Like, the most effective best punch in the round. So, like... Did the judges give more weight to that? And he was coming forward for most of that round. That's that's why. That's why again, box like judging and boxing is just who knows. Again, so so in in the main event, he goes uh, on offense. De Los Santos is the one coming forward and and steals rounds basically. And then in the co-main, uh, yeah, Sal is the one coming forward and. Uh, for for the whole fight and you know gets the draw. <laughs> I, I feel I feel I feel like the judge and I didn't see the round by round splits. I didn't see the scorecard. I, I didn't really care. Um, I I didn't see which rounds they gave him because I'd be curious if they gave him later rounds because they were just annoyed with the fact that like of what Shakur like it just seemed like Shakur was disinterested in the fight and wasn't trying to do anything. I did I did think it was funny when they had Shakur in the corner and he seemed confused as to why people were booing him. <laughs> I, I'm I like, didn't see that. What's that? I, I didn't see that. I was just like, and then I, and then his trainer just was like, don't. He was like, he was like, forget about that. Forget about that. Don't worry, that's not important. Whatever. And I'm just like, are you, are you really are you really confused as to why you're getting booed right now, bro? <laughs> um, but yeah, I again, I I I am no less of a Shakur fan today as I was before that fight. I am no less convinced that Shakur beats everybody uh, at 135 and 140. Than I was before that fight. Um, I again, am. I'm, I'm, I, it, it took a ding for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Hon- honestly, but you've never. I don't. I don't think we've been on the same page. I don't. I think. I don't. I don't think you're like me, where you think he beats everybody at 135 and 140 right now. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I have. Yeah. I have. Oh, have you been? Oh, okay. I've, yeah, I've been. I've been saying that lockstep that he. I still think he beats everyone. I'm just saying. I thought you. Th- I, I thought. I thought you. You thought that Haney. Oh, you just think it'll be closer than I do. It's a more competitive fight. Him and Haney. You. You. You're, you're saying Haney has no shot, and I say I think Haney does have a shot. Yeah. I. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Again, like I. I what I said at the time was if if Haney's ha- is having an on night like he had against Lomachenko. And Shakur's having an off night, sort of like he just had was right that, here. Let's let's not use that as the definition of an on night. 
I think Haney lost the fight, but it was a damn close fight, and Haney was definitely on top of his game. Fair. Okay. I, uh, I, I mean, look, you can be mad. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, he, I, th- I just, Haney I just thought, did very well that fight. I, he did I, very I thought, well. I thought Lomachenko. I mean, and you could say, oh, he was just—it was all body this and this. I, I think, I think Lomachenko, at his at an advanced age, did a. a Dude, I'm a, with you. I think Lomachenko he, won. He completely neutralized Haney's best asset. Whatever. Let's whatever. Stop. Don't. Anyway. Anyway. Well, off I was just about to say. Can I, we get I, into I, this? Let's, let's get into this week. No, get no, into this no, week wait, wait, wait. I was just about to say. I want to see the Lomachenko who fought against Haney that night fight against Shakur. I. I that's that would be compelling to me. Yeah, it's fair. After after watching this Shakur dud, because unlike De Los Santos, who doesn't have the technical skill to, to cut, off, cut off the ring, Loma does. Like Loma can cut off the ring and change the angle, and then, you know, I, which I think Shakur would counter Loma and outpoint him very easily. But if if Loma's on his game, I, that would be that would actually be fun. So. Just wanted to say that too. It's fair. Okay, this weekend, Saturday, uh, all kinds of fights th- this weekend. Uh, Chantel Cameron versus Katie Taylor, two four o'clock. Um, I think I think it's just going to be a worse version of the first one. Um, I think Katie Taylor takes her second L. We'll is that this? Bre- is that this weekend? It is. Sheesh. Yeah, I. Uh, it would be great if she. That's um, Saturday afternoon, though, right? Saturday at four. I just said that. Saturday. I was totally listening. I was just messing with you. Saturday at four. Um, I would love for Katie Taylor to avenge her only loss, but I, I just think Chantel Cameron's gonna take her again. Um, and then for the evening on the Showtime card, dude, the the free Showtime's YouTube, Lipinets versus Michelle Rivera. I, I, I'm starting there. I I am very much interested in that fight. See uh see what he comes back with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Lipinets. I mean, after getting friggin' starched by uh, uh, Boots like what three years ago, he's been he's been coming back strong. So, um, yeah, I want to see how Rivera bounces back, and then the rest of the card too. Uh, Matias. 140-pound boogeyman, he's on there. Boogie, Ger- boogie, 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 Ger- boogie, man. Jamal Charlo is fighting Jose Benavidez at just a idiotic catchweight. Um, <sighs> a part of me is still hoping that that fight uh, gets called off before before Saturday. Yeah. For just of- for just just I just I just want I just want something obnoxious to happen for why the fight gets called off. I think that's not gonna. I don't think that fight is gonna impact anybody buying the Benavides Andrade, like the buying the pay per view. So I don't. I, that's why I, I think it'll be funny, and I I don't think it would impact the numbers anyway. So not, I'm not wishing bad things on the numbers. I it would just be so comical of <laughs> of the the what what one of the one of the uh, the villains of of Creed Creed three and uh, Charlo fighting in this fight. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the main event, Benavidez versus Boo Boo. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I've, I've talked myself into being pumped, really pumped for this fight. Really pumped. Yeah. I, at first, when they first announced it, I was like, eh, if it's pay-per-view, I'm not buying it. And then they announced it as pay-per-view. I'm like, I'm not buying it. And then I, 
Chris Mannix, who I don't like at all, somehow sold me on this fight and got me excited for it. Oh, yeah. Hector Luis Garcia, your boy. He's he's on this, too. Yeah. Yeah, his first fight since Tank uh, uh, made him see stars. Um, yeah, it's a good card. I get, this is this is a good card. I, again, I just don't think it's paper-review worthy, but that doesn't matter. Um, tail of the tape. Should we do tail of the tape? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'll tell. You, I'll see if you can get the most shocking part of this. Have you looked Mich- at the tail Mich- tape? No, Michelob Ultra Arena. Let's go. I didn't even know they had an arena. This is in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know what it is either. Um. All right, let's start with the challenger, Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade. Oh, I have to wear my A team hat. Uh, thirty-two and 0, 19 knockouts. Uh, he is six feet, seventy-three and a half inch reach, southpaw from. The Providence, Rhode Island. He is the former 160-pound world champion. Um, two two fun facts here. Uh, I don't believe he has ever actually faced another world champion. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think he won when he won his belt. It was like a vacated title. I think both of his belts were vacated. Yeah. Was he unified? Uh, no, I think he's a two-time. Oh. Was he at 154? No, uh, no, I'm thinking of Matias. I think. Never mind. You might be right. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it'll. I don't, I don't think Boxrec tells you how many weight classes that. But that's anyway. Do you know how old he is? Boo boo, isn't he like 35? 35. Yeah, like I knew that, but I was like, I wonder if Jay knows that. Like, because you're not a, you don't, you don't watch a lot of, like, you haven't watched a lot of Boo Boo before, right? Not really. No, like barely yeah. any. I don't, yeah. even, I, I honestly don't even remember. So I, I was, I was, so I was curious if like you were going to be aware of like what his age is and just how ludicrous it is that he's he's 35 years old he's had over 30 professional fights and he's never he's never fought another world champion um yeah and then we're on the other side we've got not well he's not the champion he's i guess he's got he's got interim fake titles um david benavides the i uh, is his nickname the mexican monster does he is that his like uh i i believe it's something either so the monster or the he called he, he, yeah. he calls himself that um 27 and 0, 23 knockouts. That six was some really good white guy hedging right there. <laughs> six foot two inches. Are we allowed to say Mexican monster? <laughs> six foot two, 74 half inch reach. So he's got uh, two inches on Boo Boo, and he's got about an inch inch of reach. Uh, he is an orthodox fighter. Um, I'm really I'm really intrigued by this fight because Boo Boo. One, nobody really knows how good Demetrius Andrade is because yeah. he's never he's never fought elite, anybody of this class. Elite caliber opposition. He just never has. It just is. That's just that's just a fact. Um whether people have avoided him or he's avoided them, you know, the fact that it was all it was pretty funny seeing him and Charlo. For for a, for a long while he was known as kind of the boogeyman, right? Yeah. Um it was funny seeing him and Charlo sitting next to each other at the presser today because they both they that's that's the fight. That was the mega fight at 160. Two two American boxers at what used to be a golden white class. Um those two guys fighting to unify 160 um would have been uh blockbuster box office. But alas, whatever, boxing politics, this, that, the other thing, who knows didn't happen. Um but yeah, so he's never forget forget a knockout guy like Benavides is. He's just never he's just never fought championship caliber opposition. And 
His last fight, he had been off for a while. His first fight with PBC was on the tank undercard. I think he got knocked down by Nick by by the uh, by Nichols. Um, maybe they called it a flash knockdown or a slip, but got got knocked down. You know, ended up rallying and, and won the fight um, by a wide margin. Um, and and Benavidez, on the other hand, like I, he's never. I don't. I don't. I feel like he's never fought a a, a guy of this defensive caliber that can box doesn't doesn't seem to get gassed out and is just happy happy to win rounds and can and has the ability to just stack up points um on the scorecard to where because that's always kind of the question with with knockout guys right because andre ward i always comment andre ward knockouts will not sustain you knockouts will not sustain you so you know if you know if maybe i did watch a I'm sure you've seen him fight. I'm just saying, like I, I've I, seen, I, I, I've I, seen I, four I or five it. of his fights on the zone, especially because when I when I've gotten bored at the zone, I go to the archive and I, I'll, 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 you know, he's one of the guys they had on on the headline of their like archive stuff when he was with Matchroom. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but like if Benavides isn't able to knock somebody out, can he? Can he win on the cards against the elite competition? And remember, so you know, Plant was his best. Uh, you know, Plant was the best guy on his resume going into the Plant fight. Going to be the best guy that he's fought, and a lot of people thought Plant won the first half of the fight. I think you, I think you were on that page too, right? First six rounds, like Plant probably was up. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, like Plant, Plant was up, and then Plant, as as he as as we've seen him do in in fights, like he gassed out, right? And then Benavidez just absolutely yep. went on pure domination and just beat yep. him to a bloody pulp the the back half of the fight or pillar or post, as I as I like to say. And, you know, I, I, I think Boo Boo is a far more superior defensive fighter than Plant is. So I'm just I'm just curious to see what happens. And again, he's I think, um, you know, I always I, I always steal stuff from uh, Inside Boxing Live, but we, we, we credit them. So it's not really stealing. Right. Um, I think they had a stat where uh, Boo Boo's only been outlanded three times in the last hundred and three rounds and something something got crazy similar for Benavides um being outlanded so like you've got an you've got you know high volume um you know power puncher in Benavides and you know just a hit and don't be hit guy in in Boo Boo so i i just think it's a fascinating clash of styles um and this will be a good test to, for me Benavides i don't know i you i know you have the odds we'll get into it and i'm muttering on here so if i you know just you know Give me, give me like a like on prom on Ghost Prom Night. Just give me a tap on the head when I need to stop. Um, if I, he'll be, he's the betting favorite. I'm sure. I'm just sure of it. But this this will be if a good test. Ghost Prom Night. I would have tapped you on the head about 25 minutes ago. <laughs> um, this is a good test for for Canelo uh, to see how Benavidez I think would stack up with Canelo because we we've made the jokes about we've made the jokes about Benavidez and his cement feet. Like if Benavidez really really struggles to cut off the ring and put boo boo in tough spots land his combinations um and do real damage then that to me then that's like that's 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 a bad omen for when he goes into a canelo fight who's a far in my opinion obviously i don't think that's a stretch a superior fighter to andrade um but just that style of you know, like I, you know, Canelo's head work, you know, evading punches, um, forget coming back and landing his own thudding, you know, thudding uppercuts and, and body shots. Just, just the defense and having to see Benavides 
use use his feet here to to trap a guy that can move um, and evade punches. It, I, I think this is the perfect this is the perfect fight for him to take to prepare himself for Cano. I said a lot. All right, go ahead. I, I, I'm passing I like your the baton. You're, you're, uh, you should have more to say because, like I said, I, I've watched very little of Andrade. So um, I, I've, I've seen probably the most extensive uh, clips I've seen of Andrade would be the payday, payday, <laughs> uh, which I did want to bring up. How hilarious would it be if Andrade pulls this victory Amazing. out and gets the Canelo fight? And then the whole payday actually comes to fruition. The W, the the WBC, um, the WBC has said whoever wins is getting mandated to fight Canelo. That would be just hilarious. Uh, which, shout out to John Boy. I bought the payday shirt before they got the cease and desist letter from Canelo. So good. Uh, um, okay. What I want to happen. Benavidez comes in. Um, good point about his feet, but last fight against Caleb Plant, he actually showed much, much improved footwork compared to his previous work. So I think he comes in against Andrade, takes half the fight to figure him out, and then builds in the second half, gets a late stoppage. It's... A, a, ta- a tale as old as time. Twenty-five-year-old versus a thirty-five-year-old, Thro- and with the amount of punches Benavidez throws, you know, I think he just we- wears down the the older fighter. Um, especially a guy who has, I don't know if he technically has ring rust. He was in the ring January of 2023, ten months ago. Before that, he had no fights in 2022. He had two fights in 2021, so just not super active. Um, and he, like you said, he is 35 now. And what I want to happen then is for Benavidez to fight Canelo, and I would just absolutely love a virtuoso, vintage prime Canelo performance where he goes and beats Benavidez and shuts up the haters about avoiding Benavidez and all this stuff. That would be awesome. What I think is going to happen, I think the first half of that does happen. I think Benavidez slowly builds, breaks down Andrade, gets a late stoppage. Even if it's not a KO, maybe it's just one of those, like, you know, TKOs where the ref has to jump in. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a decision, but I, I, I kind of wonder if Benavidez builds and gets the stoppage. And then I think Benavidez goes and beats Canelo. I, I, as much as Canelo dominated Charlo, I was disappointed that Canelo threw no combinations versus Charlo to get him out of there. You just, you just say, sorry, I was obviously not paying attention to you. Did you just say that Benavidez is going to beat Canelo? I, I did. That's, that's, uh, okay. All right, Skip. All right. This, that's what this podcast is becoming. All right. Okay. I, I just okay. Think, I think. He, okay. I think he does. I think that the. I think his footwork is improved to the point where you know. I say three or four years ago we were saying Benavidez had cement feet. Now I thought he was pretty good, good enough. 
And I think Canelo, who was throwing punches in bunches on his tear through 168 to get all the belts, he his Canelo's footwork has slowed down, as Dimitri Bivol showed, and his output has slowed down to the quote-unquote all the downloading, blah, blah, blah. And then, like I said, against Charlo and even the previous Canelo fight, the combinations aren't there as much. The, he, 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 with the stalking and with the footwork, he sets up his, his shots, and his shots are absolutely thudding. But when you have the output of Benavidez coming back out at you, and he's bigger, I question if Canelo is going to be able to just to rip off those onesie twosie big shots against Benavidez and have the same kind of impact that he did against a Charlo. I think I think Benavidez is going to be coming back with power and with volume and yeah. just li- lightning fast okay. combos and and I think the it's it's wrong place wrong time for Canelo right now. He needs like I said, what I want is for Canelo to rewind, you know, turn back the clock three years, get you know, get on his angles, get on the t- his tippy toes, and just rip off combinations left and right. But he just hasn't been fighting that way recently. So, well, you ready for my prediction? Yeah. After twelve rounds, judge number one, one fifteen, one thirteen, David Benavides. Judge number two, 115, 113, Demetrius Andrade. Judge number three, with a score of 116 to 112. And new interim 168 champion of the world, Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade. Andrade by split decision. Boo-boo by split decision. Wow. Boo-boo by split decision. Wow. Give me them odds. Tell me the odds, Jerry. Here's the odds, baby. Tell me them odds. Benavidez, minus 380. Boo-boo, plus 275. So we have a definitive favorite, but not a prohibitive favorite. Uh, Total rounds... Oh, uh, ten and a half. Yeah. Yeah. The overs minus 160, the unders plus 120. So it could go either way. Okay. Benavidez by decision, plus 150. Benavidez by stoppage, plus 130. Draw, plus 1,800. Boo-boo by decision, plus 450. Boo-boo by stoppage, plus 900. Okay. Uh, I think Benavidez wins at minus 380. If I wanted to get spicy, I would go Benavidez stoppage. If I wanted spicy. to get if I wanted to get super spicy, I would go uh, round props. Where are you? I would go Benavidez. Uh, shouldn't there be a seven through twelve somewhere in here? You would think. Uh, I don't see it. Damn it. Uh, so I guess I w- uh, then I would go ten through twelve at plus seven fifty per for Benavides, and you you would go um, decision Andrade, which is plus four fifty. I would. Correct. Right. Um, 
I like it. I think it's interesting. Happening. I think I I don't know, man. You just think, I, you just think the defense is good enough to win enough rounds I, on, on I, points. I I do, and I I guess maybe I'm just being um. <laughs> I I feel like I've been reeled in by this by by just Chris Mannix's overwhelming confidence in Boo Boo, and I don't know why because I just I loathe him, but I feel like I feel like he's so sold on this that I it's it's jaded me to think that he's gonna pull pull this off. My feet are taped to the bike on this. one. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I'm, I'm taped to the bicycle on this one. I got I gotta go with it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Oh man, I gotta do it, Jo. I can't help it. 75 bucks showtime likely the last showtime pay-per-view boxing event ever likely right uh i think it is yeah i think they're gonna have a fr- i think uh thurman stanionis is gonna be free in december i think that's a fight in december i don't know i thought it was maybe I don't on, know. I, on showtime yeah i don't know if it's actually been announced okay but i thought it was so, um, yeah, man. All huh, right, big, big boxing weekend coming up. It's gonna be great. So if it's not bad, like I said, I for this, like I, I don't mind. I'm less gotta peeved. Try, gotta try and avoid avoid the family and watch a bunch of boxing. Yeah, I'm less peeved about having to pay seventy five dollars for this than I am about. I'm, I'm more, I'm more peeved that I gotta pay for Haney program because that's fucking annoying on the zone, but. Yeah, I get it. It is. Well, when you're paying a because that's what I, that's after, the kind of after, that, after they up the subscription. That's yeah. that that's the kind of fight that I'm doing. I that I I'm doing a monthly subscription for. Yeah, exactly. You know, Joshua Wilder. I again, I'll give you two hundred dollars for the pay per view, even with my monthly subscription. No, no doubt. Haney Progray, come on, like fucking serious. You're serious. right. You're come right on. for the monthly subscription. Yeah, you're right. Like that's why. That's 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 something that should be included in there. Okay. All right, look, I'm going to say that um, still early in the season in NHL and NBA, absent any kind of craziness. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. We, since we went 50 minutes here on boxing. We just Although the, pay, the Pacers are the first ever team to make the – or the first ever quarter, file, quarter finals um, auto bid particip- the- participant auto bid in the midseason tournament. Yay. Ever. Yay. Uh, go Pacers. Um, <laughs> okay. So, are we ready to talk NFL this week? Always. Are we? What do you mean, are we ready? Oh. There, there's some news. We can still do this. That's right, because it's not the go for two. Go ahead. Floor is yours, baby. Free. Happy days are here again. Oh, happy days are here again. Matt Canada is gone today. Happy days are here again. <laughs> Woo! Matt Canada fired as the Steelers' offensive coordinator. And I get there are people who are saying, you can't rejoice over somebody losing their job. That's just rude, man. Somebody lost their job. Listen, he's getting paid way more than any other unemployed person in the uh, well, other than like you know Raiders coaches and like uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But other than those guys, he's getting paid way more. I, I look. I'm a fan of the team. I'm happy that we are moving on to better things. So 
don't be mad at me for rejoicing that Matt Canada is no longer the coach. He sucks. He's been sucking. He is Kenny Pickett's kryptonite. Not that Kenny Pickett's any good, because he's not. But maybe now at least he can be mediocre instead of sucky. So I will go hat. Oh, come on. Give me, give, give, me, give it to me again. Come on. Here again. Oh, happy days are here again. Matt Canada is gone today. <laughs> happy days are here again. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. It's yeah. so good. I'm happy. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for you, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. So good. So good. You're the best. All right. You're the you're 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 the best, Jo. You know that. Here we go, Steelers. Here can I tell can, can I tell you something else? You get mad. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. You big guy. I, I love I lo- I miss your musk. I miss your smell. I think we should get an apartment together. In Vermont. Uh, all right. So, it's Thanksgiving week. Ugh. It's or what? This will be our fourth Turkey Day uh, parlay. Let's Turkey go. Day parlay. Yeah. For our fourth installment. Yeah. Which I think we are uh, a whopping 0 for 3. And yeah. Of those, of those nine picks, we're probably about uh, 1 and 8 is my guess. But uh, here we are, coming back for more. Coming here. back for more stuffing, more gravy, all the goods. I know what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. Kind of just gave it away. Um, Drew, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving, sports-wise? Uh, Bryce Harper. The Birds, Jalen Hurts. I mean, I am thankful that Bryce Harper's on my team. Um, Michael Jordan over LeBron debates. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I don't even know. Hall 530 on, on Thanksgiving, too. Can't forget that. Gonna whoop that Bronny James ass, baby. Upset um, alert, USC. Uh, you know, if they if they if they if they beat the twenty third ranked USC, everybody everybody that laughed at me that said, "Guys, calm down, we're gonna we're gonna win at least nineteen games this year," I might be I might be getting an apology, but we'll see, we'll see. Be a good start to Let's uh, go. Let's to go to getting there. Um, Plus, we got the dog show on on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, we, we we always watch the Westminster dog dog show at the in laws' house. You know, man, I am. Which, by the way, the dog show doesn't end till one p.m. and the football game starts at twelve thirty. It's always a very uh, contentious time for me at the in-laws when, when they're watching. You know, we're trying to see who wins best in show, and I'm trying to see what the Lions got going on. You know, we're not we're not there yet, so I, I guess I shouldn't be thankful for it. But man, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just thankful that Usyk and Fury is at least signed. This is a fight that I want to see. It's, um, it's it's imminent, if not. If not, I just I want to see like I'm just I can't I've been thinking about that fight nonstop. I can't wait to break down because it's fight. you have a you you really have an opportunity to see like I if if Usyk beats Fury and becomes undisputed, taking down two the two of the best heavyweights of this of this not just generation. Well, is it a generation of the last decade? No, I mean not generation, but to decade take the belts. Offense. There's all there's all different there's all different kinds of undisputed, right? You got you know, you got guys that just beat one dude, become it, and things happen. Um, like Fur- Usyk would have literally went in everyone's backyard and taken, like, taken, took took the belts off AJ, beats him in the rematch, 
And if he goes and beats Tyson Fury, this guy that no one thinks is beatable because of his size and his, his, his combination of size and boxing ability and the fact that Usyk is really a natural 200-pounder, like, I, I don't... We we we'll be we'll be witnessing an all time like a, an actual all time great before our eyes. And, I mean, you don't really get a ton of that. I mean, we were we were young for Roy Jones. Like I feel like I feel like when you hit, I feel like when you're like tw- between twenty eight and like once you hit twenty eight, that's when you really start appreciating and understanding like sports a little bit better from more of just like a fandom perspective, and really starting to appreciate like you know the the X's and O's and things. At least for me. Um, you know that was a big thing for for me when I was as I got older, um, with that kind of stuff, and like you know I, I don't think there's too many of those that we've seen in boxing. And like Usyk to do it would just be awesome. And again, we haven't had a we haven't had a true undisputed heavyweight champion in over 20 years, so it'd be pretty pretty great. So I'm fat. I'm just I'm fascinated to see how that fight plays out. I want to see it. Um, hashtag thankful. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> All right, let's get into the football. Let's do, let's do it. Picks. Uh, I, parlay. Oh, we're not doing we're not doing every game, huh? We are. Oh, okay. for sure. But oh, we're just doing the turkey. turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Parlay. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Go ahead. Um, all right. Opening game 12:30. The Lions are at home versus the Packers. The Lions are minus seven and a half. The over/under is 46 and a half. Packers. I kind of like the over. We're gonna do the parlay. Oh, parlay. Oh, I'm t- sorry. All right. Well, um, I mean, okay. So Packers is fine. So we'll do all the picks. So Packers to cover. I th- I think we take the over. Take the over in the parlay. Let's do it. Done. The Lions have been hitting a lot of. Let's overs. do it. Done. Okay. All right. Game number two, four thirty. The Cowboys at home versus the Commanders. Oh God. The Cowboys are eleven point favorites. Cowboys. The command the over under is forty eight and a half. Um, are the are the commanders just broken after last yeah, week? Yeah, take the cow. I I think the Cowboys are our pick and the parlay. Short, short short week. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cowboys minus eleven. Got it. And they're and you know and you and because Lock you know and we, we we always said they're they're gonna even if they're up a couple t- like if they're up three touchdowns at halftime they're they're gonna roll back out there to pad those stats baby. All right. And the third game, which they instituted what ten ish years ago? Yeah. Ten or so. Uh eight twenty. The 49ers on the road versus division rival Seattle Seahawks. The Niners are seven point favorites on the road. Is there any is there any word on Geno Smith? Um let me look. I, I still think the Niners cover that even with Geno. Gina I've, Smith out on X. Um, Kenny Walker is banged up as well. Somebody brought that up. Um, uh, returns to practice as a limited participant. Um, I like Gino's the Niners to cover, the but that's... Early warm-ups. So it looks like Gino's... Thanksgiving Day against the the rivals. I looks like he's hurting, but he's playing through it right now, practicing through it. But he's hurting. Um, yeah. So it looks like Gino's gonna be there. Um, so we're going Niners to cover the minus seven. 
Is that what you said? I th I think so. Okay. So for the picks, we got Packers plus seven and a half, Dallas minus eleven, Niners minus seven. But for the parlay purposes, we're gonna flex to the over in the Lions game and then take the Cowboys and the Niners to cover. I kind of like the under in the Niners Seahawks game, but um, I I what's what is it again? Forty three and a half. So like twenty twenty three twenty. It would be the under. I don't know, man. Like if 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 Gina, especially if Gino's not playing, like they they might put up thirty points themselves. Yeah, but I, I, if you want to go under, I'll, I'll take the under. I I think for our picks, it's it's the Niners though to cover. I'll I'll let you decide because I I I don't want to be the one who hesitates and makes us lose. Well, we're not hesitating on the pick for the for our. All right. Well, let's go Niners then. Let's do it. Let's do it. Niners, Cowboys, and the over in the Lions game. That's the parlay. Our fourth annual Turkey Day parlay. Let's Let, do it. Let's cash in. Let's do let's, it. One time. One time. <sighs> and Jeez. then for the first time ever, a Black Friday, Friday extravaganza at 3 p.m. of all things. Finish your Black Friday shopping. Go out there and fight the mob, which doesn't happen anymore because everybody does everything online. Uh, but, yeah. Go ahead and get get those Twitter fingers going. Get get your beep boop beep boop Black Friday shopping in on your smart device, and let's settle in for a long winter's nap, aka a football game on Friday, which is 3 p.m. and it is the Dolphins in a division matchup on the road versus the Jets. The Jets have benched Zach Wilson for some guy that we don't even know his name, Boyle Doyle Foyle. Dan Daniel's son. I don't know who, who they're throwing out there. <laughs> Daniel's son. Come on. The Dolphins are minus 10. Uh, this can go one of two ways. The Jets could get a little extra juju, a little extra spunk, a little extra uh, just like I'm getting a little extra uh from this mad elf right now. And uh, they could come out with, with a little, little hutchpah and cover the 10, or they could realize that they threw out a quarterback who's even suckier than Zach Wilson. And the Dolphins just just roughshod their way to covering the minus 10. The, for what it's worth, as high scoring as the Dolphins are, the over-under is 41 and a half. What say you, Drew? Uh, I still kind of like the Dolphins to cover that. Okay. I, I'm, I think the Jets cover. Logic? Uh... If the Dolphins were to cover, I would think that the over-under is a lot more. Because if, if the Dolphins are going to win by two scores, I think that that means the Dolphins are rolling. Um, I You know what? I like that logic. Let's do Jets. Uh, you've, you've, you logiced me. You didn't just give me... But at the same time, maybe they're thinking that the quarterback is so sucky that the Jets are going to score a maximum of seven points or, or, or nine let's, points. Let's, let's go... Yeah, let's go Jets. Okay. New quarterback, no tape. Let's ride. Good good call on the no tape. We talk let's about do it all the time. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Now we get into the regular Sunday slate, starting at 1 o'clock. Jaguars on the road versus Texans. Jaguars are favored on the road, minus two against the division rival. The Texans. I think I'm finally with you. I'm on. I'm on the train. Yeah. I'm on the train. Go ahead, say Houston. it. 
Say it. Houston. Houston means I'm one day closer to you. Tank Dell, baby. Let's go, let's go. Oh, Houston. By the way, tied for the l- largest over-under of the week at 48 and a half. Um, let's do it. Houston at home plus two. Let's ride. Let's ride. And then my Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in what I believe is – no, no, no. It's actually not the lowest over-under, but it's 34-and-a-half against the Bengals. Division rival, the Bengals will be trotting out Jake Browning after the Joe Burrow not disclosing an injury controversy. Oof. Uh, Roger Goodell and the Betors are not – happy about that uh, but the Steelers are favored minus one um, I think they get some juice for firing Matt Canada whether that be actual X's and O's or just the the players who have been increasingly vocally pissed at the play calling just kind of giving it a little extra uh, in there um, I think the Steelers cover the one minus one okay Steelers have not fired a coach in season since 1941. And here we are. The Titans versus the Panthers. The Suck Bowl. Jesus. Who somehow the over-under in this game is more than the Steelers-Bengals. The Titans are at home versus the Panthers. The Titans are minus three and a half. Um, Yeah. I don't know. You want to go Titans? Just. I was gonna say it with two shitty teams. Just take the points. Take the points. I right, take the points. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. Um. I, if we lose that, I mean, I, whatever. Who knows? I mean, that's, it's, it's that's Bryce just Young, a, that. Yeah. Bryce Young making his twelfth start, or versus Will Levis making his fourth start, or whatever. Yeah, he's so not I, look I, good. But yeah, that's fine. All right, Saints, Falcons, both coming off a bye, in division matchup. The Falcons are at home, minus one, versus the Saints. Um, are they going back to Ritter? Did I see that? You saw that correctly. What like what happened in the bye that it's like, you know what, F it. Well, let's go back to Ritter. <laughs> like, they looked at the tape behind I tried and to. Like, and they were like, God, he's even worse. I, yeah. Th- that, that'll, I tried to, I tried, I tried to. I, I tried to make a, a very friendly fantasy trade today that involved B. John Robinson. Um, and my buddy's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not trading Bijan. I'm like, so, and the, the, the main part of the trade was Kamara for Robinson. I'm like, so, so you want, you want to put your, your, your fantasy championships in the hands of a team and a coach who literally hates utilizing talent to the to the extent and and winning to the extent that they're going back to the quarterback that sucked <laughs> out of the bye, I was like I was like instead of Kamara who you know is just going to be peppered with targets from Carr like I'm like you're you're insane, uh yeah the Falcons are go Saints I I I just I can't with the Falcons anymore in this nonsense. Okay. Give me the Saints. It's Ritter bullshit. Fine with me. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. The Colts coming out of the bye at home versus the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. The Colts, the Colts are minus two and a half. Uh, 
the gardener, the fighting gardener Minshews versus the fighting, um, what's his names? Um, what's his name? Baker. Bakers. I'm like, <laughs> don't say Blake. Don't say Blake. Don't say Blake. <laughs> uh, ba- yeah, Baker Mayfield. I like the um, Bucks. I like the Bucks. To cover the the Bucks plus two. Yeah, I like the Bucks. All right. I like the Bucks. Fine with me. The Patriots coming off by versus the Giants coming off a high. Tommy DeVito's out there doing doing the Italian symbol after every throw. Hey, forget about it. Uh, the Giants are at home. The over-under is 33-and-a-half. That is the lowest over-under of the week. The Patriots are three-point favorites. Again, I kind of, like, I kind of just want to take the points. Just give me the sh- points. On two shitty teams, yeah. Okay. I mean, Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, he probably cooked something up. I mean, like, out of the bye. Out of the bye? Yeah, I mean, may, uh, I don't know. Do we take the Patriots? Let's go Pats, yeah. Let's go Pats. All right. We talked ourselves into that one. <laughs> let's can't, go can't Pats. We, can't wait until the Giants win by one and we just. <laughs> let's, go, let's go Pats. <laughs> we were like, oh, there we go again, talking ourselves out of it. Well, we, bo- we, both, we both talked ourselves out of it. This wasn't like uh, one or the other, so. Correct. Yeah. All right, moving to the 4 o'clock games. we got four oh, games geez. in the 4 o'clock oh, slate. Browns versus Broncos. The Broncos are at home, minus 2.5. Russ is back in the kitchen. He's a cooking <laughs> He's something cooking. up. He's cooking. Don't miss the run. Let's it cra- ride. Is it crazy that I want to go Broncos? <laughs> is it crazy? Nah, I, I think I think it's extremely logical. Let's go well, Broncos. Let's just let's just do it. Fuck it. Norm, normally, Fuck I'd it. say, hey, Browns coming off of a big win, like a like a downturn, you know, like or, uh, you know, what, what am I trying to say? It's like a big high, and then they're due for a letdown game. But same thing with the Broncos. Big high, due for a letdown game. Both teams due for a letdown game. Uh, yeah, Broncos minus two and a half. Let's just take the home team. Let's, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's have fun with it. All right, Rams, Cardinals, pick them. Over under 44 and a half. The Cardinals are at home. Uh, Cooper Cooper Cup and, and Matthew Stafford are not on the same page. Cooper Cup injured, but he might not miss time. Uh, Kyler Murray clearly still getting up to speed. Um, what's your thoughts there? It's gonna come down to the last play of the game. I, I I'm pretty confident in that. What's the spread again? It's a minus half. It's a pick'em. <laughs> minus half. A bullshit line. Let's just let's just let's just take Daddy Warbucks for fun. He covered last week for us. Oh no, we got a it was a push because it was just a straight five. Let's just take let's take Daddy Warbucks. War, War games, Daddy Bucks. Yeah, let's take Daddy Bucks. All right. And then the new look Bills after firing Ken Dorsey. Oh man, God. At the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a huge win versus the Kansas City Chiefs after being down by 10. Jalen Hurts has him right where he wants him. Comes back with the victory. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. They are three and a half point favorites versus the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen continues just to turn the ball over uncontrollably. Tied for the largest over under at 48 and a half of the week. They have the Peter Griffin meme. If you t- pull out the shades of the skin color, if if they're Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, you say you can't read a defense. If they're Josh Allen, uh, you say he's a gunslinger. If you know the meme, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm sure it sounds ridiculous. 
Is it crazy? Is is it crazy that I want the points? What the Bills? Yeah. No. Give me the. Uh, it's three and a half, right? Yeah. Give me the points. Points. Let's do it. Uh, I agree. Short week. Short feel, week. Feel 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 good off of. Um, Gotta get the extra juice from firing the O coordinator. Oh man, I like nothing would be more Philadelphia than that gutting out that win against the Chiefs and then somehow just losing to the Bills and Josh Allen like having like a four touchdown no turnover no turnover day against you. Yeah. All right. The last four o'clock game. Chiefs. At the Raiders, the Chiefs are minus nine. Our buddy, the Goaf, who is a Raiders fan, is convinced the Raiders win this game. Out. Did they finally snap the uh, the losing streak last year or a couple years ago? I don't know. I can't remember. But I say that we take the nine points at the Raiders at home. He's convinced the Raiders are going to win this game. Crazy. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. You know, you know they've gone three straight games without scoring in the second half. That's pretty outrageous, right? The Raiders have no. The Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. Oh, that's bad. How hey, wild? I, how wild is that? Uh, that's bad. And then um, the Sunday night game: Ravens versus Chargers. The Ravens are minus three and a half against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are at home. I think the Ravens just come out and. Really extend the lead in the second half based on the run. Okay. Uh, so I say we take the Ravens. Okay. Uh, by the way, what did we do last week? Do you have the numbers? I don't. I <laughs> I think we were 2-4 in a draw at the 1 o'clock game, so I just I got dejected. And I didn't try. I didn't, I didn't go back and listen to uh, the 4 o'clock and the, the Monday night games. Okay. Um, so... Although our our not <laughs> the one time we were you we tried to talk one of us tried to talk someone out of the other one and we said no we're not going to do that uh, was Jags Titans we and we stuck with the Jags and they won by like thirty points. Good so call. okay, so you said we were two four and one going into the uh, I think so going games. into the four o'clock games. Okay, um, I'll have to go back and check. So Niners, did we do you, do you have our picks written down? We took the Niners. They won by thirteen. So I think we covered. Was the Panthers a four four o'clock game? Cowboys? Is that one o'clock? Uh I think that was one o'clock. Okay. Um and then Rams, Seahawks. The Rams won by one. I can't remember. Oh, we took the Rams. We took we won that game, I think. Yeah, so that's four and four. And then the Bills versus the Jets. I can't remember what the we Bills did. Bills won by twenty six. Can't remember if we took the Bills. Oh, so the Bills. So that was their first game without the. Uh, yeah, without the coordinator. My bad. Yeah, good call. Ah, uh, okay. And I, I feel like we. T- what was the spread? I feel like we took the Eagles. I just can't remember what the spread How was. How about the Broncos? Did we take the Broncos? Oh, we took the Vikings, right? We probably we did. We probably one. we probably took that. So that's five us. and five, and then. Yeah, we had to take the Eagles. We were probably six and five. What was the spread though? For the Eagles game, do you know? No. Oh. I think the Eagles were getting points. We were getting points. Oh, yeah, and we took the Eagles, so they won out, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Six and five and one, I think. Is what I, think we, I think seven, six, and one again, back-to-back weeks. 
Because there's 14 games, right? All I do is win, 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 <laughs> no matter what. Right. I could I couldn't I couldn't believe on the on the five point game we got the draw on the stupid Cardinals. I'm so mad. Okay, and then wait. So then then Monday, Monday is Bears at Vikings. Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Bears. Bears, I agree. Bears, even though they oh, really, Bears. even though they really pissed me off. Fucking uh, blowing a 12-point lead in three minutes. Just embarrassing. Did they end up losing? Yeah, they blew a 12-point lead in God, they were, three they minutes. Were, they three were, minutes. They were winning. Up 12 with three minutes left. Ridiculous. Right. Um. All right, and so that's it for the NFL. Happy Love days it. are here again. Love we it. We got the Turkey Day Parlay. We do. And we are basically just riding. Let's riding ride. high, baby. Cool. All right. So I guess we can assume position for the world famous two. Two salute. salute. In three. Number two. Three. And a two. And uh, you're out. Yeah, not gonna lie. Based on the alcohol content of this uh, Mad Elf, I'm just sticking to one. That I respect your decision, my friend. Uh, sticking with the Heine. Okay. I mean the mango, mango weed ale. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, so you gave me an assignment. I, I did, did half the assignment. I. Go ahead. Let's. What was your beef with Monarch Legacy of Monsters? What was the name man? of this thing? Something Monarch. Monsters? Don't do that. Don't 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 do that. It's Monarch it's, Legacy of. You know the title. So this monster show on. No, I don't know the title. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. On Apple TV. Apple TV. Go ahead. Set the set the stage. Hold on. Let me let me let me do it justice. Let me let me hit up the IMDb to give the actual. Uh, Set after so this the show is set after the battle between Godzilla and the Titans, revealing that monsters are real. Follows one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to Monarch. So, that the the the, the, the show is fo- is going to be primarily focused on Monarch, which is the secret government agency that um, was tracking and monitoring the Titans for. You know, I don't know. Call it seventy-five years from the original, I guess, Kong movie in the monster verse to through you know Godzilla vs Kong. Um, so I don't think we're at the point in the story that this show is happening. I don't think Godzilla Kong has happened. I think it's just got Godzilla. Um, the okay, attack. Sure. It's shortly after uh, the attack on San Francisco from the first Godzilla movie. And it's gonna it's gonna go through the inner secrets and the start of Monarch. I you know do I do I care all that much about this family that's involved with the the, the dad that had two families? No, but like I, I still I you know listen what 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 am I what am I a sucker for more than anything else? Backstory. I love backstory. Give me origin stories. Set up show show me show me how the sausage got made. Um, I dig it, man. Like I did going back to the fifties and, you know, 
try see you know coming up with the you know they're going to come up with these so you didn't watch the second episode where they had this like sick dragon monster that showed up um you know going through the different tales tracking down these different titans throughout the universe and you know they're just going to keep giving you little baby teases uh about seeing godzilla just to keep you keep you on the hook keep you on the hook my question joe go ahead these characters that they introduce in like i recognize john goodman right correct in that first scene yes um like the rest of the characters were they in the other movies no so uh, far no oh um was um refresh my memory yes in, in the other godzilla movie um which which godzilla movie Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. Um, was... What's her name? Um, Millie Bobby Brown. Was she in that? Yes. See, see, that's why that worked. It had Millie Bobby <laughs> Brown. Dust. She was in, she was in two and, out of the, she was in two of the three Godzilla yeah, movies. Yeah, those, those had Millie Bobby Brown dust. Fair enough. That's, that's why those worked. Okay. Um... Okay, so we're, so I didn't hear your answer. Were those characters in those other movies? So far, no. The characters that have been introduced in this in these first two episodes are not in any of the MonsterVerse movies so far. Okay, so at the end of episode one, because I refused to watch episode two because I really didn't enjoy them. Okay. The first one. But uh, the end of episode one, the woman who gets dragged down by those spiders or whatever they were. I can't remember if they were or were the other monsters. They were like, yeah, they were like monsters. Was that the grandma? The girl was like, they were like, this is your grandma. And like in that photo. And then like you see, and I was like, wait a minute. Is that the other character? And then all of a sudden that other character gets dragged down. Yeah. Yes. That is, she is the, she is the grandmother of the girl who travels to um, Japan. Is that where they are in Japan? Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. Right. Um, and the, you know, the, of the, obviously the, you know, her, you know, stepbrother or whatever, half brother that she, that she finds in that apartment. But yes, yes. Okay. So they're not, they're not tied to the movies. Does that, does, does that imply that that grandma survived that attack? Uh, I couldn't tell what timeline they were on. I'm I'm quite I'm quite certain that she was eaten alive by those things. <laughs> um, they don't show that, but it's the the next episode goes five years before uh, she was She's eaten like, by those things. Wait, is this my grandma? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you mean um, the grandma that just got eaten? Like, and yeah, you made the picture of her and like basically Godzilla's something, some monster's footprint. That's why I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, was that 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 movie? photo? That photo, I believe, was taken five years earlier from when she was eaten." Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, because um, she says because they even say because I think they even say in the episode after the photo she says that that was my grandmother. She died. She died when um, my father was young. Okay. Well, yeah. this is what I'll say about it from a non-fan of this type of series. Um, I I thought that the production value was actually kind of poor. Okay. Um, I thought the acting was poor. Okay. I thought the dialogue was poor. Which you really you're you're really uh you're really you know testing your vocabulary here. 
which then basically leaves you with the monsters, uh, which were good when when they were on the screen, which was not all that often. Uh, like a forty-eight minute show, they were probably on screen for about six minutes. And four and four of those was just a recycle from the Godzilla, original Godzilla movie. Oh, was it? The I mean the. Pro- the majority of that, uh, the majority of the Golden Gate Bridge scene is from the first Godzilla movie. Like, obviously, they shot some different angles with this, with this character is that being. Two? It was episode one, wasn't it? Didn't she? Have, she didn't have any flash. Was God, Godzilla showed up in the first one, right? It was the flashback to the bridge. Oh, the flashbacks. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I but they re, they, that. they re, they obviously reshot some stuff with her being there in that school bus because that wasn't. I don't, I don't. I, I yeah, I wasn't caring. About yeah, that's fine. That. That's fine. I was just thinking about the, the other stuff. Um, yeah, so to me, I wish this just was a concise beginning, middle, and end plot where they could just get the monsters on screen as much as possible. But the the fact that they made this a show and they're going to string it out over, what, six, 12 hours, whatever it is, like, and then the with the and the different kind of monsters, like, I don't know. Like, okay, I sure make a bunch of different monsters, but like, you've we already know about Godzilla and King Kong. Okay. Like, so any monster that's not as grandiose as them, I'm just like, eh, do you that's have fair. teeth? Do you shoot fire? Like, get you got you got you got to give me something. Like, what? I already, did you I've did already... you see Con's, Godzilla King of the Monsters, the second one, the first, the second Godzilla movie where Bobby Brown debuted? I don't believe. So. Oh, there was there was some there was some uh, legit Titans in that one. Sure. Um. So, I and I think I've seen some of those monster fights, but um. Either way, my I guess I'm just saying that. I it wasn't for me. I I did not move on to the second episode. Um, I think they're what forty eight minute episodes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it just it just wasn't it wasn't like I, if it's gonna be like a lot of talk. And it was about this guy having a family in the U S. and a family in Japan. Okay. Like if it's it you you gotta you gotta have better acting and better plot like better writing. Yeah, that's fair. Kurt Kurt if, Russell shows up at the end of the second if one. If you're going to like suck me in on a monster show where the monsters are barely in the show okay and to me it just kind of failed at that so uh what's what's your take on the whole thing um first episode like i i trust apple to apple tv hasn't really given us a bad tv show yet i don't think I was say were you uh were you satisfied yeah for what i think it is like i i mean i've i've enjoyed it so far um again i i I've gone more in with your the other... thing than mine, yeah. What's that? This is more your thing than mine. Yeah, like I, I went in there knowing that this is going to be mainly monarch focused and just like, you know, how how that how that agency um, was built and you know things like they've covered up with the Titans and things like that and that like that kind of thing like intrigues me. Um, you know, I throwing in some of the monsters is going to be cool. Like I I dig that. I the the one thing that I'm curious about is the um, in the second episode, they said that her father, um, Monarch, told them that his plane went down in Antarctica and they couldn't recover the body. So that's what he he's assumed dead there. I I'm wondering if they're gonna if they're actually going to um, 
introduce Hollow Earth in this series before Kong goes there in the Godzilla movie because that the entrance was in in Antarctica, I believe. Remember they carried him off the freighter in the the hell the giant helicopter that was Antarctica, right? Where uh, they took I, him. That I don't remember. Yeah, you know the scene I'm talking about, though, right? When they took him off the freighter ship, and then he was in the. He, they had these three helicopters, like with with fucking King Kong in a net. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Antarctica. So I'd be curious if like they're gonna connect Hollow Earth and the entrance to Hollow Earth, Hollow Earth, like in this series, pretty early. That, that, I'm kind of intrigued by that. So again, I, I I enjoyed the first two episodes. Again, I'm I am I am a sucker sucker for I I love backstory as much as I love pumpkin flavored shit. So. I can't get enough of it. Um, did they blow me away? Like, no, the first two episodes. But, you know, um, I yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to do a good job, a good job with it. I, again, I'm I'm just putting my faith in Apple TV here. Not to not to give me a dud. OK, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my take so far on Monarch Legacy of monsters all right cool uh i assume you're gonna stick with it i am not fair point um should we do you want to touch on fear or should you wait for me to eventually finish this what's uh um i don't know it's i i honestly don't know what to say about it (laughs) i i did finish fear the walking dead um it's. I I I I my mind is blown. I was I, was was the was the was the series ending, as did did it did it at least was it at least on brand as the rest of the series as just uh, yes, mul- yes just just cluttered oh absolutely. nonsensical absolutely. I gotta tell you, yesterday yesterday was a banner text day with me and you between. Between you telling me the characters got back and got back to Virginia, and it was it was insane. <laughs> to me, to me asking if they have the underground train train from Godzilla Kong that takes taking the, taking them back and forth from Virginia to Texas in a matter of like three hours, because um, because God because God knows like there's just gasoline gasoline's just at at at, the, at everyone's fingertips to be able to be driving these cars cross country for God's sakes. Um, Look. I, I forgot that Morgan was in the show until they did a <laughs> they did a thank you to the fans like after the and I, and then like Lenny James is like thanking the fans and I was like oh my god I just binged the last and he wasn't he wasn't even in the last four episodes right no and I was just like I just I, there were six episodes the show... to close it out and he wasn't in the last four and I'm just like wait a minute I don't even remember what happened to Morgan like what. What just happened? I, I I will say the only I'm so just walked away at the end of episode two, and that was the end of. So how many? So how many did you? So did you figure out how many back? Whether were there six or were there eight? There were six. So there was and, only and, six and final te- episodes. And technically, um, five and six were back to back. Man, so there I was think only like I, five weekends. I think I have eleven episodes left. Then I, I'm gonna try to finish these over the break somehow. I just. God, I couldn't. I couldn't get through the like episode two of this I, new season. I, I honestly don't know what to say. I it's just, I I kind of felt bad for the actors because you could tell they were like committed to the characters. Yeah, 
But it was just the characters were put in such nonsensical nonsensical situations that like it was a struggle to provide anything that was realistic to the human experience. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie, I did I did see a spoiler on Twitter. I did see that the that our, our sex pot Alicia does come back. I mean, they they talked about her nonstop for the past like two seasons. Oh, like, really? Oh, uh, well. Oh, uh, so I didn't even I know. Mean, it was it wasn't that big of a spoiler. It was like if they don't bring her back, like what was the point? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just I think it's hilarious that she she apparently was immune to this the whole time somehow. Like I, but which I'm sure doesn't ever get explained. Is is not going to get explained. No, which... it's definitely not explained. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think she was immune. I think it was. I think it was just the way she dealt with that particular bite. It just so happened that she survived. I don't. I don't and yet, just had like the fever nonstop, but like didn't actually turn. And I'm pretty sure that's called that's called immunity, but that's okay. Um, well, immunity would be like you don't even get sick. I think she just somehow beat it. Okay. Um, I like your. I like. I I think your explanation makes sense. I think that's not what they're going for. But agreed. Uh, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> So, so they're not gonna explain how she's not dead, which is great. That that makes that's that's on brand. That's on brand. Um, I, I'm sure somehow after he's tried to like kill them numerous times, we're gonna end here with um, oh god, I'm running out of battery. Uh, we're gonna end up with somehow Strand, Alicia, and um, Madison just being one big happy family again. Um, I'm I'm quite I'm quite certain of that, which would make no sense. Um. And I just my own, my only hopes and dreams is that that somehow Daniel, who's 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 you know beaten death seventeen times in seven seasons, just I just hope he survives. I hope the guy whose death we faked out like seven times to build up to some like heroic death just never happens. Just never happens. What I'll say is that. Um... You, well, how much how much of a spoiler do you want me to? Give? I, I don't want you to tell me because I do want to see it. But um, am I am I way off base with any of those things? Uh, not way off base. Okay. What what, what I'll, the one thing I will say, which is not a spoiler per se, but um, like they they had in a couple seasons ago where Daniel was like he's lost his mind. Yeah, and they, or had dementia. Dementia, right? Yeah. And so they were like trying to do like. I don't know if they were trying to do a PSA of like, it's okay if you have dementia. And this is how you treat people with dementia, or like, yeah. which is totally, totally, totally the right setting for Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, for that, it for was this. like it, it, felt, it definitely <laughs> felt like it definitely felt like a like, uh, uh adver, adver, advertisement. I don't I don't know what to say. Like some something about like d people with dementia have a place in society. Yeah, like a. A commentary on dementia as a whole. Even though, even though, even, even though they bamboozled him by like lying to him that his daughter was still alive, like that's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so after that, I will say that. That was so. A PSA on, on promoting that it's okay to have dementia, but also by all by all means, completely bamboozle the people that do. That's great. Guy, like, love you, Gip Scott Gimple. Never change, bro. Never well, change. Dude, that that whole like him having dementia has been out the window for two seasons now, and it's just like he doesn't have dementia oh, anymore. So, no, he hasn't had it for like two seasons, and I'm like, 
Well, wait, wait, wait. When you say two seasons, do you just mean like the first half of seven? Because he had dementia at the end of six, so like. And then what is it, seven or eight? There, seven was in two parts. Whatever. I mean, yeah. He has, <laughs> it, it, since that like whole like. Okay. PSA thing, like he just doesn't even have it anymore. Great. Okay. So he so so self so so self healing. Okay. It's, it's the same. It's the same. Logic of how Alicia was immune. That's how okay. he he defeated dementia. Okay, he beat he beat an uncurable disease. Gotcha. Nice. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, more I, more more on brand. More on brand. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. That's all. I, I gotta say the most the most disappointing thing was like the the heel turn from Will. Remember Will? No. The guy they met who was painting the stuff. Um, oh yeah. The young the young black black man. Yeah. Who then like. Who was so like team team Alicia and team everybody, and then, you know, because they took advantage of Daniel, like he turned he turned complete heel, and then, uh, you know, went team strand. He went team strand, and then he turned on strand, and then ended up dying for no reason. Yeah. I really like that guy. That was like a character. Like I, I, like can we let's just let's just kill off Daniel because Daniel's like been been should have been dead seven times already. Like why don't we try to like build the series like introduce somebody introduce like a new a new um antagonist like straight like just having strand flip-flop like 85 million times just got old like it would have been nice to see like kill, kill strand as much as i love him and like maybe like have will be like the new the new bad guy i don't know strand flip-flops like 10 more times in this last six episodes i, I would no doubts, no doubt at all. I mean, he's that's all he does. They just have him flip flop eighty. So I'm saying, like eighty. So somebody would at some point, somebody would just shoot him in the face. As as much history as they have, he would somebody would just shoot him in the face and be like, I, I know, like, and it would have been Daniel because that was what Daniel did. Daniel Daniel was the the ex CIA operative who just would have been like, you know what, Victor, I love you. We were in this at the beginning. Shoot him in the face and be over with it. Oh, it's just it's just so rich. Um and to your point it was funny too when you were like uh yeah, so these guys are in Virginia and like they didn't think to maybe I don't know, swing by they're like five miles away from the old gang, maybe just like swing by, say what's up. You're where they're in the middle of a of a war with these Padre people, like, I don't know. Maybe 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 take a couple maybe take a Daryl and a Carol back with you, see if they're interested in signing up. Yeah. Awesome. So good. It's just just so good. Because the whole purpose, and again, the whole purpose of all these spinoffs is like the the Walking Dead universe, but yet they're still all siloed. Like they're all siloed, and and there's no connection to the universes. It's it's just it's insane. It's all right there for you, Gimple. Just just go on Disney Plus. Go go on Disney Plus and watch a Marvel movie. It's all exactly. the 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 blueprint and no, the formula. Call is, call Filoni and uh and Favreau and just ask them how they're connecting all of these Star Wars movies. Like they're the side, they're 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 turning chicken shit chicken shit into chicken salad from cartoons for God's sakes from cartoons. Ugh. it's just upsetting. Uh, but yeah, I will try to finish. Since it's only yeah, I think I think I'd have to watch eleven episodes. I'll fast forward like most of them. I mean, it doesn't matter. What 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 am I gonna what am I gonna miss? De- or Dwight and Sherry not dying in uh in the first three episodes of the first half of the season? You can't see me right now, but I'm touching my <laughs> index finger to my nose. <laughs> Spot on. Dwight <laughs> Sherry just yelling at each other about we're in love, but I swear <laughs> we is this even worth it? Do we care? Remember our kid that died? Maybe our maybe our pres- Oh, did that kid end up dying? The radiation didn't work, huh? I, I don't know. 
I think the last thing I saw was when they uh, they I did, like. I, I remember the kid died. I didn't remember anything about the kids. I, I think the last thing. I think the last part of the last episode I saw was when they were in that the abandoned train train car that they were using for tests, and they like had like the head of a walker on like a uh, a pulley system, and they had it bite their kid. I, I think that's the last thing I saw. That that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Cause let's, cause, 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 cause let's let's waste our time putting a walker head on a fucking pulley pulley system. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'd love to be in the writers' room for this for this show. It's like they were watching an old episode of uh, King of Queens where Doug, Doug's using a dumb waiter uh, to, to take food up to his bedroom, and they're like, "Oh my god, I've got it! Walker head, dumb waiter, biting kids. Let's go!" <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Let's let's write let's write a we, let's 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 seriously this summer figure out a way to uh, write a spinoff. Write a spinoff for Walking Dead fan fiction. We'll put a we'll, we'll we'll put a treat. I don't know why they call it a treatment or what a treatment is, but we'll put a we'll put a treatment together, um, and uh, and we'll come up. We like like we we would definitely come up with something that would actually make sense and be woven into the story. We'll get we'll get a big we'll get a big. Um, do you have a dry erase board in your house for your kids? No. Why? You have, a t- you have your wife's a teacher and you have children. You don't have a dry erase board. What what am I gonna write on it? I I have a dry erase board. I I only and I only have half of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put my dry erase. I'll I'll put my dry erase board in the car, and we'll just map it out. We'll come up with we'll come up with a car, a new character name, and and we'll put up we'll put the different universes on there, and how we're gonna how we're gonna connect the dots. This is gonna happen. We're gonna make millions. You know what it would do? It would be awesome and it would make sense. And they'd be like, yeah, making Pepe sense. Silvio, Pepe Silvio. They'll be like, ah, you know, making sense isn't what we really do here on The Walking Dead. So ah, thanks, guys. But we're going we're gonna to pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. great. Oh, man. All right. We got a piece because I got about three minutes left of this battery. And if this podcast goes to shit, I'm going to cry. All right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Sit down, pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cordial right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>